Welcome to the Commit to Fit podcast with your host, Gina Marie Burke. On today's episode, I am going to share with you my fat loss secrets. And these secrets may not sound like secrets at all, but common knowledge isn't common practice. A lot of these things tend to be missed, even though they are so simple. Now, I'm not going to share with you a special diet, a special product, secret supplement, or anything like that. The fad diet industry has that bullshit covered already. What I am going to share with you is science-backed ways to lose fat, the things that have proven to provide results time and time again, despite the new trendy diet that says otherwise. One of the main reasons I got into coaching is really because there is so much noise in the health and fitness industry. You Google fat loss and there is 6 million results and 5 different ads for weight loss supplements. It is no wonder people are more confused than ever on what actually works. And it's no wonder that people are so skeptical because they've probably tried 5 different ways to lose fat and some worked, some didn't. Most of the time they just gain all of the weight back and they've just been burned before. And don't even get me started on the quote-unquote coaches disguised as supplement pushers for MLMs or the fake Beachbody coaches who aren't actually coaches at all. They just bought some program and labeled themselves as a coach, which still to this day doesn't make any sense to me. The industry is saturated with these quick fat loss schemes because it markets to exactly what we want, super quick results. When in reality, those super quick results are not long-term. None of these products have an exit plan or a post-weight loss plan to help you keep the weight off. Mostly because they don't teach you the habits you need to be you, but 25 pounds lighter. So today, I want to talk with you about the seven keys to fat loss that are really disguised as healthy habits you can do every single day to lose weight, maintain your weight, and keep it off for good. Number seven is probably the most important and kind of ties everything together, so keep listening. First one we're going to talk about is something you've probably heard time and time again, and that is a calorie deficit. If you're not really sure what a calorie deficit is, it is when you are eating less calories than what you need to maintain your current body weight. So how do we go about a calorie deficit? So typically within Commit to Fit one-on-one coaching, we start our clients with tracking their calories and macros. We don't give them values or numbers for their macros. We just ask them to track their food as is. You know, what are they currently eating right now? What is their calorie consumption right now? And then we figure out what is their maintenance. And if you want to figure out what your maintenance is, there are some calculators online that will kind of help you out. But your maintenance calories are the amount of calories that you need to maintain your current weight. Typically, if you're in the market for fat loss, you've been eating more or at or more than your maintenance calories for quite some time. So in order to go into a deficit, we want to drop our calories about 10 to 20% below our maintenance calories into a deficit. That way, the energy you are bringing in is less than the energy you are burning, and you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. That's kind of the basics to it, but you cannot lose weight unless you are in a calorie deficit. Number two, which you may have probably expected to come at like five or six, but I think it is so, so, so important, 
and that is sleep. You can take two people on the same exact weight loss journey, and if one of them is sleeping eight hours every single night and the other is only sleeping three or four, the first one is going to have much greater success. You see, multiple studies have shown that when you have restricted sleep or a very poor sleep schedule or poor sleep quality, it leads to weight gain. It leads to damage in your metabolism. It gives you an increased risk of obesity and other chronic health conditions that we don't want. Poor sleep can increase your appetite, causing a higher daily caloric intake, causing you to gain weight. And poor sleep can also give you a decrease in performance into, in the gym, leading to shittier workouts. And poor sleep can also increase your stress levels throughout the day, leading to higher cortisol in the system, which in turn has negative effects on fat loss. And that's a whole nother topic we could probably do an entire episode on. But sleep is really important, guys. So just go to damn sleep. Get your seven to eight hours every single night. It is super duper important if you want to be successful on your fat loss journey. Number three is to increase your NEAT. You've probably heard NEAT before, but maybe you're wondering exactly what it is. It is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. It's the energy we burn that doesn't include exercise. It's stuff like walking, typing, moving my hands around as I'm recording this podcast, doing the laundry, doing chores, stuff like that that you do in your day-to-day life. And studies have shown when you increase your NEAT, you can decrease your risk for, you know, high cholesterol, heart disease, obesity, so many good things. And the easiest, easiest way to increase your NEAT is to go on a walk every single day. And it is so underrated too because it's so easy. It's low stress, it's low time commitment, and it has a huge payoff. I have found that my clients that keep up with their daily walks and hit their step count show more success in their fitness journey. And it's a really great habit to foster. If you go on a walk every single day, you can kind of de-stress. You can listen to music, listen to a podcast, spend time with your significant other, spend time with your dogs, whatever it is. Just go on a walk every day. Start increasing those steps. And if you have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or your phone tracks your step and your steps have been chronically below 5,000, you're technically living a sedentary life. And that's not super duper great for fat loss. So start going on walks every single day. Put it in your calendar. The next thing I want to talk about is probably my favorite, and that is weight training. The reason weight training is so great for fat loss is not because it can make you look good and feel good. It's because when you increase your muscle mass through weight training, you are increasing your metabolism and you can burn more calories during exercise and at rest when you have a higher body composition of muscle mass. Plus, one pound of muscle is more dense than one pound of fat, so essentially it's like kind of smaller in size, and when you have more muscle on your frame, you tend to look a lot more toned, which is something I hear all the time that you guys want. So start with weight training, I would recommend hiring a coach. I know a great one, just see the show notes to join Commit to Fit one-on-one coaching and put in your application. We'll hop on a call, chat through some of your goals when it comes to your health, your fitness, and your personal development, and get you started on a customized plan. 
If you are not quite ready for a coach yet, then I would recommend doing some research on your own. There are plenty of resources online that you can rely on. I started with bodybuilding.com, like most fitness coaches, and they had plenty of beginner weight training workouts on there to kind of get me familiar with weight training and get me familiar with the gym. So I would start there. Number five is probably a question I get asked most often, and that is, what should I be eating? And my response to this is typically protein and whole foods. Screw meal replacement shakes, screw Shakeology. You don't need to be eating It Works gummy bears. None of that shit works as well as real food. And a high protein diet coupled with a calorie deficit will help you maintain your muscle mass while losing fat. And choosing whole foods over more processed foods will help you get all the micronutrients you need in your day. Typically, it's higher food volume to keep you fuller for longer, and it's just overall better for you. I mean, take like a bowl of strawberries versus a Rice Krispie Treat. Bowl of strawberries and a Rice Krispie Treat probably has the same amount of carbs in it, but the strawberries are going to be a hell of a lot better for you. So eat your protein with every single meal, eat some fruits and veggies in your diet every single day, and rely more on whole foods versus processed. Number six is hydration and water. I've got my water bottle right next to me on my desk at all times. You can call it an emotional support water bottle if you want. Um, But one of the very first habits I start my clients with is drinking more water. And nine times out of 10, they come back to me saying, holy crap, I didn't realize I've been dehydrated for years. Like I have been drinking zero water. And being hydrated with water is key from like a physiological standpoint. You know, it helps with like cellular functions and systems in our body to just like do its job. It plays a role in fat loss and muscle function and digestion, so many things. And typically replacing some of your go-to drinks with water can save you on liquid calories. You know, think about like your Starbucks mocha frappuccino. It's probably 400 calories, tons of sugar. You just replace that with water and you've just cut out those calories, which can lead to easier fat loss. So drink your water bottle. What I tell my clients all the time is just get a solid water bottle. I love Yetis. Um, Figure out how many ounces it is. Mine's 40 ounces. And figure out how many you need to reach about 100 ounces per day. I know that I need to, to finish my first water bottle before lunch my second water bottle before dinner, and then probably about half of it before I go to bed. That's probably the easiest way to track your water intake. And number seven, like I said, is going to tie everything all together. And that is consistency over time with all of the things I just talked about. You see, fat loss is not quick, but it's very, very simple. As you can probably tell, the previous six things are relatively simple. But like I said, common knowledge is not common practice. So if you stay consistent with these things over time, you're going to start to see changes. And a healthy rate of fat loss is about one pound per week. So if in 10 weeks you've lost 10 pounds, that is a huge win. Stop thinking it has to be quick and just focus on your day-to-day actions. And we don't need to be 100% perfect either. You can reach your fat loss goals by just doing two of these things consistently. But all of them working together is more of like this beautiful symphony that will give you the best results. Now, let me recap all of these seven secrets that we just talked about. So number one is a calorie deficit. Number two is sleep. Get your seven to eight hours every single night. 
Number three is increase your NEAT. Just go on a walk. Number four is weight training, preferably about three to four times per week. Number five is eat your protein and eat your whole foods. Number six is hydration and water. And number seventy or seven is consistency over time with all of those things. Now, I want to talk about really quick how to measure your success because outdated things like BMI just don't give you the complete picture. And body composition scanners are cool, but they also have a very high rate of like false data and you need like perfect conditions in order for you to be able to compare these scans. And scale weight is a good starting point, but I don't want to hyper-focus on it. There's a lot of mental and emotional stress that can come with standing on the scale. My opinion, the best markers for success are going to be progress pictures and how you're feeling, your biofeedback data. Something I have my clients fill out every single week in their weekly check-in form is their shreds. And their shreds is their biofeedback data and also something I got from Sam Miller. And that stands for your sleep, hunger, recovery, energy, digestion, and stress. When we look at all of these markers, you can see how you make progress week by week in your journey. And pictures matter too. I love doing progress pictures because you may feel like you haven't changed in your day to day, but you look at at a picture 12 weeks ago when you're on a fat loss journey, you will be able to tell the difference. So pictures are totally key. I also love doing measurements with the good old fashioned, you know, um, floppy tape measure (laughs) to make sure you can, you know, um, measure things like your waist, your hips, your glutes, whatever it is. I love doing a good old tape measure. Plus, it makes it a lot easier ordering clothes online when you know your measurements. And it's also really about how you feel overall. You know, if you're feeling like you have more energy to go about your day, that is a huge marker of success. You know, if you slip on your summer shorts this year and they're not feeling tight anymore, they fit you like a glove, huge marker for success. You know, if you look in the mirror and you feel confident in your body, you're feeling really good, another marker for success. So don't limit yourself to just scale weight or BMI. There are plenty of other ways to measure success. Now, I hope these secrets were helpful for you all today, and I would appreciate it if you can subscribe if this episode was helpful for you. Please share it on your story. Share it with a friend if you think it'll be helpful, and take 30 seconds to leave a rating and review. I would absolutely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. The more people we reach with this podcast, the more impact we can make. I will see you all next week for our very first guest we are going to have on the podcast, and I'm not going to announce it quite yet. So make sure to head to my Instagram and I will tease it a little bit over there. See you next time.